1: Welcome to another episode of Pit and Parlay. I am your host Mike Jokum. Frenchie is here. Mr. George Butts is joining us again as we're going to go more on the IMSA side of things today as we get ready for the Rolex this episode. I just told Frenchie when I was going to release it on Monday so you know it is officially Rolex week and the roar has just finished although we were recording early so I don't know what happened in the roar so, if something major happened, you know, it is what it is with the story of the show. So, how's everybody this evening? I'm doing pretty well. I, uh,
0: I guess I talked to you a little bit earlier today, but not much has changed. Uh, we're yeah, we're a week early recording this episode, which feels really off character or yeah. out of character for PLP. Like we don't tend to do anything that
2: far in advance.
1: George? Yeah.
2: Howdy, howdy, guys. Uh, doing well. Uh, excited to, you know, formally kick off the season. Um, you know, in my opinion, it's uh, Chili Bowl than uh, than the roar that really kicks off the racing year. So, um, getting into uh, you know the, the the major here in terms of major series with uh, with EMSA and uh, one of the big enduros. So happy to get going in the year. And uh, my Buccaneers are playing tonight. Uh, depending on when you guys listen to this and releasing next week, uh, who knows what will happen. But, uh, you know, fingers crossed, my boys, uh, pull one off tonight.
1: You know, usually I'd say, like, Tom Brady sucks and I don't want him to win. But in this case, <laughs> they're playing the Cowboys. So I can survive a win this week. And I don't really care either way, but I'd much rather the Bucks win than the Cowboys win. So anyway, yeah, recording a week early. Frenchie and I have out six different episodes to get through this week and another one to get through next Monday so that we can actually travel and do even more recording on the road. So busy times, which is cool, but we're going to talk a little IMSA stuff this week. I don't really know where I want to start other than kind of looking at kind of what we expect the Rolex, how we expect the Rolex to play out. And I'm kind of stealing this initial question from off track when Hinch and Rossi talked about it last week. And I honest, I didn't finish the episode, so I don't know if they kept talking about it, but theoretically there's a chance with these new GTP cars that, you know, all nine could have major issues and maybe an LMP2 car could win. So in our official predictions, will a non GTP car win the 2023 Rolex 24 hours Rolex? I'm butchering the name right now because I'm having a brain fart, but just somebody answered the damn question. Of Rolex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the episode title. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's a, it's a shame they're not sponsored
2: by uh, Tudor tutor watches either. You know, 24 hours of Rolex of Tudor watches.
0: That would True. be fun. That'd be a good, yeah. Like nested within <laughs> itself.
2: I mean, I'll, I'll take this. Um, no, I, I don't think a P2 is gonna win. That being said, there there, there is historical precedence. Um the first year of the uh, DP uh Daytona prototype formula, I, I'm pretty sure either a Viper or a Porsche won overall. Um don't remember which which make, but it it's happened before on more than one occasion that the top class hasn't won. That being said, um It depends on what issues arise and how late or early in the race they arise. But uh, the BOP this year did a very dirty swing to the P2s, um, to the point where certain P2 drivers are worried about their performance in uh, particularly braking zones and acceleration zones with some of the GTs. But if, let's say, every single one of the GTPs has an issue, One of those has, let's just say they have to swap out their battery. I think Marshall Pruitt said it's going to take 30 minutes. If that happens early enough and they get wave arounds, they're going to be so much quicker than the P2s that I I don't see that happening. That being said, stranger things have happened.
1: Yeah, and that's, sorry, Frenchie. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I kind of feel the same way, but, you know, it's the Rolex and weird things happen at weird times. But Frenchie, what's your thoughts? I'm just going to bet on an LMP3 car winning. <laughs> wow. Are is, are you going on record as that? You can. We we can call this the chaos prediction.
0: No. I I think that would be pretty absurd. I'm looking out the entry list right now, and if I was to pick one of the LMP3s, I don't even know if I could decide which one it would be. So, nah, I'm going to say that I'm probably with George on this one. At least one of these nine gtp cars will make it to the end of the race
1: yeah it's it's hard to imagine that nine cars will either not finish the race or be so many laps down that it doesn't matter you know some sort of major issue where they're you know 60 or 70 laps down or something like that but yeah i i I think i agree with you but George, is there anything specific about next weekend or this weekend's race or all of the entries that I guess at this point are, are pretty much confirmed that that everybody should know?
2: Well, you do have a number of um, at this point, again, we're a couple of days off from the roar. There's a handful of TBD still on the entry list um, that haven't been confirmed either by teams or by one of the uh, news organizations, as it were. Um, I think the biggest, latest news is Turner is moving one of their uh, GTD uh, BMWs entry up to GTD Pro for the Enduros. That car is going to be stacked. Um, it's got the GOAT, um, Bill Oberlin in there. Chandler Hall, who's pretty daggum quick. John Edwards and Bruno Spengler. Uh, a lot of familiar names if you follow GT, uh, GT and GT3 Racing. Uh, especially if you're BMW fans. But them moving to GTD Pro uh, bums that category up to nine entries with eight manufacturers. So I think you have a good chance of really great racing. Um, The the GT uh, category is great right now. Um, uh, GTD and GTD Pro, uh, again, it's the GT3-based formula. But with those nine entries, none of them are teammates, so you're not going to see team orders. You're not going to see one car, you know, being a a, a bit of a rabbit and one car being the uh, the uh, the tortoise, as it were. Um, which you might see here and there in uh, GTP with the uh, the top tier prototypes. Uh, if you if you have a worry about your car breaking down, all right, send one team car out fast to maybe get the other competitors to break their cars to and kind of limp one around for a while. Um, But you're not going to see that in an established formula um, with the um, GT3-based formula, as it were, and no teammates. So that's what I'm really looking forward to in terms of recent news and recent updates. That being said, I guarantee you um, tomorrow morning, (laughs) there's probably going to be like three huge pieces of news that drop um, uh, before you guys travel down. So, Uh, If we miss anything, um, I guess blame me uh, for not having a good uh, crystal ball, but uh, yeah, that's that's the most recent thing I'm excited about that uh, has changed on the entry list over the past couple of days. All
1: right. I like it. Let's see here. So I think it's too early to look at the weather forecast. Not that I have, I've already started that like three days ago, but I don't think it's going to be as cold as last year where it was, you know, 22 degrees at night. So this, yeah, this is another George question. For for everybody who's going to the Rolex and plans to be there overnight, you should probably pack three or four different types of clothing to wear, depending on how warm or cold it is. So be prepared. That's my little footnote that I just had pop up on my computer to remind everybody. But I'll turn it over to Frenchie for the next question or prediction or whatever. Wherever you want to take this, you can take it.
0: Well, I don't know how you wanted to do it. If you wanted to go through the categories and kind of, I mean, we're I we're no, a little bit far out, like we said, but yeah, whatever you, you want. want to go through the categories and do that.
1: How however you want to do it, we can do it. What's your vote, George? What do you want to do? Go go
0: down each category and maybe we each make a pick.
2: I think that's uh, probably the best decision. And uh, just a comment on Mike's point: I'm down here in the Tampa area, and it's been below freezing the past two days, so. Aww. Um, layers, uh, because humid cold is a special kind of cold, just pack layers. <laughs> and there's a Bass Pro shop, uh, across from the track.
0: That is a good tip. I did not know that. Did we can yes. like deck out in camo.
1: Yes, we could. We could get camo gloves and sweatshirts and all this stuff because our newly printed podcast sweatshirts are not coming anytime soon.
2: I mean, heck, they, they have a giant picture of Dale senior in that, uh, Bass Pro. So, uh, Yeah, worth the shop if you're looking for uh, warm weather
1: gear, we'll say. We almost have to go just to take a picture of the Dale Senior picture.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. All right, I think let's let's let George pick first since he's a guest. Uh, So I say let's start actually at the bottom of my list here and just start with GTD. Obviously, this is a huge category and there are many different drivers and car combinations going on, but... Who who do you think is going to, if you just kind of have a shot in the dark, who do you think is going to pull out the win in GTD?
2: That's a good question. And with 24 entries, you know, frankly, 12 of them have a legitimate shot at winning the race. Um, one thing I didn't mention earlier is this is not fully confirmed, but the thought is Kevin Magnuson is going to have to pull out, uh, I think he had to have hand surgery or something similar. Uh, nothing major, but enough to keep him out of the race. He was going to team up with his dad and the 53 MDK Motorsports Porsche. Um, that was kind of my pick until then. Um, but I'm I'm going full send on Magnus, baby. Um, they got Flexbox back on the car. Second year uh, with the Aston Martin GT3. Usual squad with John Potter, Andy Lally, and uh, Spencer Pompelli. But they got uh, Aston factory driver Nikki Tem, in there as well. That is a well-run operation, really solid squad. I think they pulled off wins before, so I think they've got two at uh, Daytona for the 24. I think uh, you know three is the lucky number here. So my money's on the 44, Magnus Racing Aston Martin.
1: It's my turn.
0: That is a good-looking car. I'm trying to think of who I would pick. I, I You know, I'm just going to go with, because we talked about this recently, and I like the name of one of the guys in this car, plus Will Power's in it, the Sun Energy One Mercedes with Kenny Hubble and Will Power, and then whoever Axel, A-X-C-I-L, Jeffries is. That's probably one of the coolest names I've ever heard.
2: <laughs> Yo, so <laughs> at one point I, I tried to do some research on... Uh, there's, there's 11 active IndyCar drivers and five active Lights drivers in this race. I attempted to go through all the Road to Indy alumni and gave up pretty quickly. Um, but Axel Jeffries, uh, I want to say he's Zimbabwean, and, and raced, yeah. I think, four total Indy Lights races, like, a good number of years ago. Um, Has done really That's well really in amazing. GT cars overseas. But, yeah, that, that was one name that came up, like, oh, Man, he's on that list of guys that uh, would qualify for the alumni status.
1: You're right. right. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, he's right. He did
0: four total IndyCar races. He did two in 2013 with Brian Herta, and then two in 2014, it looks like, with Bilardi. Was
2: it IndyCar or Indy Lights?
1: Indy Lights. Interesting. You learn something new every day. I probably knew that at one point and forgot.
0: Zimbabwe deserves a win, so uh, they're gonna. They should get it.
1: Fair, fair. Feels also, like it says
0: the... he holds the Nurburgring rec- like record in the GT3
1: class right now. All right. Well, I'm gonna give my prediction here, and I'm gonna go with. Uh, this is personal bias, but the 12, 12 car, the Vassar Sullivan Lexus, which is, is okay. yes, be- mainly because I'm very excited to see Parker Thompson get. And IMSA ride this year. I think he's just doing the endurance races this year. Nonetheless, super excited to see him at the track again this year. So that is, I mean, and Aaron Tealis and Kyle Kirkwood and Frankie Frankie Montecalvo are all great drivers. So that looks like a good car to me.
3: Yeah, I, I agree Alan with
2: knows. you
1: from last
0: right. last time. Alan Brehmoffson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i, I mean, did not get any pick.
2: that's a trendy pick
1: i did not get any messages from any alan Allen fans about <laughs> mispronouncing his name so i i couldn't have been that wrong all right let's jump up to gtd pro which is nine cars Frenchie, you can pick first on this one
0: all right then i'm going with I don't know. To me, I think it's this is really hard. I'm just gonna go with the Faf Porsche because I think Lawrence Lawrence Vantor needs like some redemption after that massive battle. Was that last year that we had that? Is that really just a year ago? Yeah, didn't Faf win last year?
2: They, won they did, game. but they have an I believe they have an entirely different lineup this season. Yeah, Right. Yeah, right, so because, Vantor
0: was up against yeah. them, I think. And was not did, he didn't win right? He was like up against the FAF car.
2: Yeah, I want to say it was KCMG that was running the Porsche last year, and it came down to the last like 15 minutes, proper wheel banging, pretty much the entire lap. Um, yeah, that, that was one heck of a battle, and I, I, I think you're right. I think he got the short end of the stick on that one.
1: All right, George, you're up.
2: Well, it's the uh, the car that moved categories. Um, I'm all in on uh, on tacos here, guys. Turner, no, number uh, ninety five, BMW. Damn it! Yep, that's that's my money.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, let's switch it up here. Last second, I am going to go with Am. I, I, I'm i going to go with the, the Corvette, Antonio Garcia, Jordan Taylor, Tommy Milner. I'm a big fan of Corvettes, so that's pretty much the only reason I'm going with it, since George took my pick. And, yeah, we'll keep going up the list here.
0: All right, LMP3, my favorite category um, of all time. I will continue to advocate for a fully LMP3 series uh, that I can just watch on a nonstop loop. In all all seriousness though, I know almost.
2: (laughs) They um, didn't used to have
0: that. That shows how much I know.
2: (laughs) You had to pay for the, uh, the extra, the Peacock, if they broadcasted at all, to be fair.
0: Wow, actually, yeah, yeah, I knew about that. Actually, I did know about that, but I, I didn't watch any of it. If I'm being honest. Um, and I probably, yeah, I probably probably won't pay that much attention to this class unless they're getting in the way or crashing, which might be interesting. But I think my pick for who's gonna win this one, if I have to, no, I just went first, didn't I? So you let's, did. Let's say, uh, let's host. Why don't you pick first this time? Cause
1: thank you. That's so kind of you. I am going to go with. I almost want to go with the cars that has a TBA entry list. Just to, you know what? Let's let's do it. Let's let's go with the. <laughs> let's go with the eighty-seven fast MD racing. No announced lineup as of today, Monday, January sixteenth. Eighty-seven's a, a pretty good number. So, let's oh, yeah. rock and roll. All right, solid choice.
2: I think there's an idea of who's going to be in that car, but, you know, it is a solid lineup, to be fair. Um, Yeah, one thing is there are a few entries in here that aren't full term in terms of the season. Um, And I'm going with one of those. I'm going with the 85 JDC Miller Motorsports. Uh, They're moving up to, uh, well, moving up. (laughs) <laughs> they have a porsche g t p or l m d h on order uh it's not ready yet, so they're just kinda of, kind of keeping the uh the crew guys sharp um uh the pit crew sharp and maybe testing out a few guys we got uh, Till Bechtelsheimer, who he's been around for a long time um I'm pretty sure he just bought Lola in terms of the the rights to it um Luca Mars, what? good under-30 talent. Mason Felipe has been around in the uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge for a long time. Then I'm going to butcher this Dutch name. Uh, but uh, Timjen Vanderhelm, uh, I think he ran some some uh, F3, maybe some F2. Quick Kid, um, it's one of those guys that's checkers or Wreckers, and I think that is the story of that car because they don't care about full season points. Uh, they're gonna go for the win and not give a darn about the way, or uh, give a darn about it uh, the rest of the way.
0: brenchi I have to go with Andretti on this one then, 36, because when I see Rasmus Lin's name on anything, I, I just support whatever he's doing. So that, that's gonna be the reason why I picked that car.
3: Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle Podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning or have never even heard of paddle or padel as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes of valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with a pro tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, Go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos!
2: Sports stars. They're like superheroes.
3: But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see, They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flojo. Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them.
0: And sadly, many more.
3: Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network.
1: All right, so we're going to hop into LMP2. There are 10 cars in the class I think it is George's turn to go first this round.
2: I'm going to steal the extremely easy pick here. <laughs> the uh, oh. number eight tower Motorsports motor sports. You um, jerk. <laughs> uh, John Ferrano, who, who's done quite a bit of P2 racing in the past few years. Uh, Kiffin Simpson, who's done some MSA stuff in the past few years as well. In addition to his road to Indy, then you got the bus bros in there with Scotty Mack and uh, Joe New. Um, Great crew running that operation and a great lineup. Um, if they keep it on the track, I think that is the one to watch.
1: Frenchy, go ahead.
0: I think I'm going to go with the Rick Ware racing car. That lineup's pretty stacked with Pietro Fittipaldi, Devlin DiFrancesco, De and then Austin Sindrick. I think, I don't know, Rick Ware in LMP2. I don't have They, they haven't had all of that much success that I remember yet. But, you know, maybe this is their day.
2: They have, but with the Asian Le Mans series. Uh, yeah. They haven't had luck at Daytona, but uh, they're, I think the rumor that was going around is they're linked up with an established P2 team to, to at least help out. Um, so they should have plenty of setup data. Lux, uh, the, the fourth driver in that car, Eric Lux, is an established talent. And uh, P2 and I think P3 as well. So that's going to be fun to watch. Um, I think that's probably one of those not given a good gosh darn kind of deals, <laughs> where uh, they're just going for the win, and uh, that's that's all they're going for.
1: All right, so my pick. I am going with the number twenty high class racing, featuring our favorite Ed Jones, and my favorite <laughs> name on the list. Anders Fjordbach, which is such a cool name, and I definitely pronounced that correctly, so screw all y'all who who think I said it wrong. And, all right, we're going to jump up to GTP and do an actual prediction. I'm going first this round. I am going to take... Hmm, I'm going to take the... Six Porsche Penske Motorsport with Nick Tandy, Matthew Jaminet, and Dane Cameron. George, you can go next, and then Frenchy go last.
2: Well, that was my pick. So, <laughs> uh, thank you. Frankly, ah, oh, geez. Well, it it came out to the sixty was gonna be my pick, other than the six, but it came out. I want to say in a, a sports car three sixty five today that. Acura has yet to do a proper endurance test. Um, Alleged, but uh, yeah, with that and the reliability problems, yeah. Well, BMWs had problems with reliability when they have attempted endurance tests. Um, I'm going to stick with the theme of uh, not giving a good gosh darn and going with the Zero Two Cadillac for uh, Ganassi. Um, That is the WEC car. They're not running the full season in NEMSA. They don't care about the points. Earl Bamber, heck of a talent. Alex Lynn, heck of a talent. And Westbrook, heck of a talent.
0: I'm just going to go out on a limb. And uh, I'm going to say that the Wayne Taylor Racing Accurate pulls through somehow. That number 10 car with uh, Ricky Taylor, Philippe Albuquerque, Louis Delatraz, who just actually really impressed in his Formula E debut last weekend, and then Brendan
1: Hartley.
2: Yeah, solid will of that.
1: Alright, so we've gotten those predictions done. One more prediction and then we can kinda ramble on a little bit. The GTP GTP season winner. Who's winning the season championship? If it's different than and, and you could say the same car that you picked in the in the Rolex prediction. French, you can go first on this one.
0: Uh I think in this case. I will probably go with the 0-1 Cadillac, Bordé and Ranger Van de Zandos, like full season. They, I just think they're going to continue to be extremely fast. And when their reliability holds up, which hopefully it will, they they are not, I'm not going to say head and shoulders above the field, but they make a bunch of professional drivers, um, I don't know, They make them look a little bit like amateurs sometimes. They just are so fast.
1: George?
2: That's a good question. Uh, I'm leaning towards one of the Penske's, uh, the Penske Porsches, or Porsche Penske, rather. Um, I'm going to steal your pick from the uh, Daytona win and go with the number six. I think Gemini and Tandy are the full-season lineup with Cameron for the Enduros. That's just a great squad, and they have the most testing out of any of the other uh, manufacturers. I think it's going to be a Penske, and... I like that full season lineup a lot. So I'm going with the number six.
1: Awesome. All right. I am going to take the other Penske. I already have the, I've already moved on from the entry list, and I don't remember who's in it. So the other Penske is winning. So, all right. Let's move on (laughs) here. (laughs) Someone with Felipe Nasser in it. Yeah, 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 that one. Right, it Campbell,
2: yeah, it's Campbell, Nasser, and Christensen. I think Christensen's in for the Enduros, and it's Campbell and uh, Nasser for the full season.
1: Yep, yep, that one. So I am trying to pull up the season schedule, and it's disappearing on me here. I'll pull it up then. Yeah, this IMSA website is all buggy right now, and I can't get it to load. But I wanted to just kind of look at the other races, because there's a lot of IMSA races on the calendar, more than you, you'd expect, that are actually really cool. You know, Lime Rock is a really cool venue. I've never been, but I've heard great things about it. Obviously, Petit Le Mans at the end of the year, Watkins Glen. Is Watkins Glen still on the schedule? Why am I? Yes, it is. Yes. Hours okay. Six hours of the Glen. Six hours, yes, thank you. I, I literally, I can't get it to load right now. So And, you know, that at Road America. Obviously, no mid-Ohio anymore, which I don't think is really that big of a deal in the end. So George, if you had to pick one race, that is not Sebring. the, no, <laughs> you, you didn't even let me finish the damn question. <laughs> now I'm going to have to change the question. Cause my question, I mean, <laughs> damn, all right. She brings her answer. I, I am, I am, I was saying this to Frenchie when we were recording uh, the Weck interview earlier today that I would I think I'm gonna do Sebring rather than do Texas for IndyCar and Barbara for IndyCar. Like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. So I think. Anyway, so my question for those wondering, George's answer is Sebring. The question, I feel like this is like some like reverse Jeopardy or something. The question is, outside of the Rolex and outside of Petit Le Mans, which are you know the beginning end of the year crown jewels, what are you most excited for? George says Sebring. Frenchie, what would yeah, your answer I'm... be? We'll, mm-hmm. c- we'll come back to you, George. You you get skipped until the end of this question because you you <laughs> preempted fair. the actual question. That's fair. You know, I, w-
0: I would like to say VIR because it's in my mm. kind of adopted home state. And I really like that track. But just the fact that it's only the GTD cars means that I don't think I can pick it as my favorite. So going to have to go with the Laguna Seca round in May.
1: Okay, fair. I actually, George, I don't know if you know, but, and Wikipedia could theoretically be wrong, as it often is, the race here in Indy in September, on Wikipedia, it lists as 2 hours and 40 minutes. That hasn't been confirmed, has it?
2: Uh, I I think that is correct.
1: The okay. idea
2: is they're going to move that to uh, an endurance race in the future, but for yeah. this season, it's it's a, quote, normal round. Um, yeah. that, that's the normal non-enduro yeah. race length, but you also have sprint races, which are, I think, 100 minutes, like Long Beach. That's the, the quote, unquote, normal length.
1: Yeah, Long Beach is an hour and 40 minutes, and I can promise hour you I will, I will not be in Long Beach this year. I I will probably never step foot in that track again after last year. Mm. Anyway, we can ramble on about that and rant about that another time. I was going to pick IMS two hours and forty minutes, kind of is a little bit of a bummer, but I, I get it on somewhat short notice. I'm gonna say Road America, and I mm. I just I just love Road America so much. My my second pick would be Lime Rock only because I have family that is right around the corner from the track at least in the summers soon, so I would have a free place to stay and get to see family for that weekend so hopefully I can do that this year actually that's that's Iowa weekend maybe I'll do lime rock instead of sweating my you know what's off in Iowa this year. that's good to me yeah well yeah, you've maybe. uh
2: you've got free lodging at seabring if you don't mind a tent. I'll bring a spare for you.
1: You know, I—that could be fun because then we could do some interviews, and you know what? We'll we'll figure it out. I'm 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 open to I'm open to it though, only only because it's Sebring, and I know there's not much else around there.
2: <laughs> yeah, just, just for the the uh, listeners, um, I'm I'm highly biased on that. Uh, that's my hometown track. I couldn't tell. But, yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> They they run a WEC round down there. Um so for four days of camping, a crown jewel endurance race with the twelve hours, a WEC round, and um two to three other like undercard series, it runs you like a hundred bucks for four days. Um and free camping. So I uh, frankly I think it's the best deal in, in motorsports and again I'm I'm biased, but that's uh yeah. I think a sleeper pick for this season, honestly, is the uh, <laughs> the NASCAR Chicago street race, because the Michelin Pilot Challenge, the second tier of Emsa, um, uh, GT4s, and um, uh, TCR are supporting that race. So the WeatherTech series won't be there, but a fantastic championship in its own right will be. And I frankly think that's going to be a better show than the NASCAR race. Um, up in Chicago, but uh, yeah, that's a sleeper pick more than anything else. Uh, considering it's the first year, it's a, a TBD for sure.
1: The hot dog eating contest will be a better event than
2: <laughs> than
1: the NASCAR race in Chicago, but that is that is just my opinion. Anyway, Frenchie, I'll let you hop in here with whatever question you would like to bring up next. Okay,
0: so. I don't know if George feels the same way, but I'm kind of bummed that, like, the Detroit round is not here. I always liked that round, and I I guess I understand why they're not also going to take up more of the downtown area with another race, take even longer, but do you think we will eventually see IMSA cars on that layout, like, as the kind of accompaniment to the IndyCar round?
2: You know, I, I wouldn't be shocked one way or the other, to be honest with you. Um, it was a very good pairing, uh, kind of like Long Beach is. And, uh, I'm an IndyCar guy, too. Um, I'll be honest. The Emsa race is usually much better at Long Beach than the IndyCar race most years. Yeah. Not every year, mind you, but most years. Agreed. Uh, Detroit was kind of the converse. The IMSA race was never bad, but the IndyCar race usually, especially with a duel, um, one race was like, "Well, that's all right. One race was just like bonkers. Um, (laughs) uh, And I feel like IMSA was always like a points race there. Granted, there was one year where like three guys, or the third place car ended up winning because the top two cars crashed in the last lap, so... Um, I, I like street races. So I'm rambling at this point. 50 uh, 50. A solid 50 50. If GM wants to push, um, and Ford as well, because Ford is coming in or back in with, um, a, a Mustang GT3 next season, if they want to push for the visibility, they will get that, um, that slot in that weekend. If they don't see the ROI, they won't, but, 50 um one extremely random comment that isn't related to this at all is ford ceo jim farley who has a great record when it comes to uh vintage racing typically with Lola, um, he is running a an imsa under series this season with a mustang gt4 i'm really curious to see how he does um that is the replacement for the prototype challenge separate championship it's gt4s and lMP3s I think he has a good shot frankly looking at the the full season lineup at least in the, the gt4 class so that's totally random aside I guess it's vaguely related to Detroit because that's where the guys you know works but uh, <laughs> all
1: right I'm gonna go back to my previous question and you I don't think you're going to know where this is one going at least I hope not what race are you least looking forward to this year? And don't give Ooh. me a cheesy answer of, well, I love all of them. There ha- everybody has one <laughs> IndyCar race or NASCAR race or F1 race or IMSA race that they're just like,
2: meh. Yeah, that's a solid answer. Um, or a solid question, rather. Oh, man, I'm going to stall for time on this one for a little bit. <laughs>
1: Fren- Frenchie, if you have an answer, you can jump in. this might be a hot take but i have uh i have concerns about how
0: the race is gonna go at ims to be honest i don't know how good the Hmm. racing will turn out there and i hope it's it's good but let's just say i'm nervous not like i'm not looking forward to it but that's the one when i look at this list that stands out and i'm a little bit concerned about it that's actually fair
2: i think that's a solid take I'm I'm gonna go Lime Rock, and this is gonna be highly controversial. <laughs> um, okay. Lime Why? Rock, I, I I feel like between Pilot Challenge and EMSA, one of the two races is guaranteed to be just fantastic. Um, but the other it turns into not always the greatest. I this this is a, a stretch, frankly, because it's a. It's kind of a favorite children thing. My answer would have been mid-Ohio, <laughs> to be honest with you, in past seasons. Um, Lime Rock, it's a fun little bullring. With this number of GTD and GTD pro entries full season, it could be pretty spicy. But sometimes you you have this, like, super high expectation for, like, the short track of sports car racing. And 50-50, it delivers, you know? Um Last year the uh Pilot Challenge race was bonkers um not necessarily in the greatest way because of the number of yellows but uh and I feel like the IMSA race was it was good but it wasn't great you know <laughs> uh a stretch and I'm sure I'm going to uh, tick off some people with that answer but yeah I'm going with it
0: so I guess I just want to get George maybe to see if he can explain this in a distinct way for our listeners because I'm sure he knows in detail how this works I mean I, I've read it but for me to be able to regurgitate it I don't know if I'd be able to can we talk about the rule changes for the drive time that are coming in for this season and just so people know uh, you know basically what's going on if you know off the top of your head which I, I feel like you do you seem like that kind of a kind of a guy to me
2: uh Mike do you allow uh very minor cursing
1: <laughs> yeah
2: uh, the hell of I know.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, all I right, I'm surprised that you I don't have it memorized it. somehow. Okay.
2: Uh, I, yeah, uh, man. Drive time is one of those weird things where it, it it makes sense, but it also doesn't. Where, man, I always feel like I'm like, oh, you guys were idiots, but I also feel bad for the teams that missed their drive time by like ten seconds and an endurance race and get DQ. would it's like, well, this is stupid. <laughs> um, makes more sense for the sprint rounds, frankly, than the, the Enduros. But, uh, yeah, I don't have a good answer on that.
1: Fair. It's a, something Frenchie that we can inquire about next weekend at the track.
0: Yeah. Anyway, it's like a complicated way. Like it's written in just a way that I, I read it and I've read it multiple times. But for some reason, it's just not, I don't know, my brain's not picking up the information that's written down.
2: Well, I, I think they're trying to uh, uh, DYA, um, you can un- unpack that uh, initialism at your own risk, um, because they've kind of shot themselves in the foot with more rigid rules in the past or not spelled out rules where uh, be it a rain delay, a red flag or something like that, and guys have gotten screwed where, oh, you're sitting in the car and it's a red flag. We're not going to count that. And you end up with, all right, we have four guys. Um, one guy's already spent six hours in the car and we literally can't make drive time. So I think some of that confusion is they're trying to cover their um, <laughs> uh when it comes to writing a hyper-complicated rule. <laughs>
1: Alrighty. Well, before we first off, George, thank you for your time. Second, there. I f- I found a I don't know how legitimate this is, but I I googled fantasy IMSA league earlier, and I found one that is IMSA Asian Lama WEC, and I think that's it. Anyway, well my go- my Google Home below me just decided to start talking. If anybody heard that. And I don't know how it works, (laughs) but I will put the link in the episode description. If anybody has any interest, I'm going to sign up and check it out later. But yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll post the link on social media too. Anyway, that is it. This episode comes out a week from when we're recording it. So if things changed, you know, that's the, that's the way things work for us. If you're going to be in Daytona, Me, Frenchie, Sarah Levinson, and probably many other people will be down there. So send us a message and we'll say hi. Obviously, we'll be there all all race weekend until a couple hours after the race. And everybody, have a lovely rest of your day. I'm
2: Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy.